spectacular. Shafi, Shafi, are you there? Could you come over here and talk to me for a second, please? Hey, 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 you know what those smooth sounds mean? It means it's time once again for one magical hour a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. I'm Schaefer Hall on the east side of Austin, Texas. There are currently zero birds on Bill, my landlord's bird feeder, and the reason for that is we are podcasting at night. That's right, folks, it's another night cast, so watch out, because things could get loose. And we'll just have to see as we welcome uh, our good friend, you know him, you love him, former mayor of Tarzana, California. He's a accomplished children's folk singer. He's also full of hope. I'm just full of like doe-eyed hope. <laughs> That's our doe-eyed friend, Matthew Rampy. How you doing, Matthew Rampy? It's like a jungle, Shafy. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And maybe it's already a little loose. I hear you. It's loose already. I'm feeling kind of slow and smooth this evening. I'm going feeling... to lay back and let this cast roll over me. However, oh, I'm before... ready. I'm ready to just like jujitsu this cast. All right. Well, we should compliment each other. <laughs> like I feel like uh, Rocky for like I've been training in the Russian wastelands. You're going to be like I've been in, I've been running in deep snow. Trying to get to this cast. You're going to be the Lucy to my Desi. And speaking I must of which, break you, Desi. Speaking of which, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. You know why? Because you promised our listeners Tasmanian devil sounds. Now, this makes me curious about the nature of the word promise. <laughs> I'm, not an, uh, I, I'm not an etymologist. Did I say that right? Um... But I don't think I, it was an offhanded comment, and I did. We maybe did rush the editing of the cast out and neglected to put in the Tasmanian Devil sounds. But then, then it sounded like a a funny, uh, a funny good. Listen, many times through this podcast, I will probably say, "Hey, I'll edit that in that later," <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it doesn't happen. But yes, you're right. My apologies. I neglected to cut in the Tasmanian devil sounds when you were talking about uh, was it the reintroduction of that marsupial to the island the reintroduction of the Tasmanian devil to the island yeah but yeah they're called Tasmanian devils because of the sound that they make which we're curious to hear that sounds so crucial to that island like what is Tasmania without its devils and so what and we, what are and what are we without our demons do we happen to have any of these uh of these sounds lying around by the chance? I don't know. Do we? Does it sound like this? 
Wait, wait, does it sound like this? Or, or does it sound like this? Yeah, hot and loose tonight, folks. You said it was going to be a little loose. <laughs> you warned them. Are you looking for the sound over there? And we're coming through in spades. I, I've got the sound right here. You ready? Yes, sir. You, here, mute yourself. Mute myself. Yeah, mute yourself. Because I'm going to play for the, for the listener, the Tasmanian Devil. That is terrifying. Can you hear that? Could you, could, could you hear that? That is horrendous. It's, oh, my it's word. It's really terrifying. Here, look, real quick. Let me play it again. Here it comes. That's two of them just talking to each other. Using, like, the strong jaw right up into each other's faces. It's like a drunk velociraptor. Well, it makes me think that uh, they they actually sort of did justice with it, with the fierceness of the character in the that cartoon. That is an aptly named animal. Can you imagine? In the cartoon on my tattoo, my tramp stamp tattoo, th throwing the peace sign. Can you imagine walking around Tasmania for the first time? And the, Maybe it's dark. I don't know. But, you know, even if it was light, even if it's... Even if it's uh, top of noon daylight, no clouds in the sky. I hear that sound coming out of the bushes, and I'm running the other way. Yeah, that's frightening. Top of the morning to you, frightening. <laughs> and, you know, having looked at these creatures some more, I think I said that they were like a combination of a possum and a raccoon. It's really more like a possum and a warthog. Or a, or a badger. Or, or like a, a wolverine. Their jaws and teeth are unlike anything I've ever seen. Look, further on in this video, can you see my screen? Yeah. They, they, they are, um, yeah, it's terrifying. It looks they, like they crawled out of a hole from hell. But they're also cute. Which is yeah, that might be it. Uh, sorry, I take that. That might be, a, that might be an yeah. exaggeration. Well, okay, when the, when the teeth also, are completely bared, when the jaws are all the way open like the predator... Yeah. They look frightening. <laughs> That's... But when their mouths are closed, like you, I, I can see an early settler of Tasmania like walking up to one, being like, "Hi, right, puppy, how you doing?" That, a, that kind Hello. of deceptive cuteness could be dangerous, I would say. For sure. Hey, don't I know? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you're also deceivingly cute. That's right. That's right. And my <laughs> mandibles also open like the predator. Oh. Ah. I wish that were true. We've already outlined my rage hall also, issues. We don't have to bring next, it up again. Also, next episode, I'm going to introduce you as his mandibles open up like the predators. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, sir. Well, don't quote me on it. <laughs> oh, that's...
is fabulous. Shafi, have you noticed in our society that the alert, problem-solving state of consciousness is probably overblown and overvalued? Have you ever noticed how there's little, there's very little valuation of any other sort of state of consciousness, including like a state just like like a be here now state, you know, that's really in, in sort of predatory American capitalism, Western world, the price of the Western world, strap on your boots early, shave your face, get going. Are you, Alert. Saying, we're, are you saying we're too much in a be here now and not enough in a problem? problem no, no, I'm sta- I'm saying that like, be, I'm, I was contrasting the alert problem solving state to be here now but i guess that's not a good contrast uh, i i heard graham hancock talking about that uh in in the context of a discussion about psychedelics and their their role in like human consciousness raising human consciousness and showing humans that there are other states of consciousness that are Valid, and then and then there's just other sort of attitudes that you can express that aren't alert, problem-solving state of consciousness. Like there, there was another. I was recently listening to another expert talking about peak performance and how when you're awake, you're you want to be in this like alert, problem-solving state. But really, to rest, you have to when you go to sleep. You divest yourself of that entirely, right? Hopefully, like that that's hope, hopefully, and sometimes that's difficult too, isn't it? Like when we're like doing our work in our sleep, right? Oh man! I mean, <laughs> so man. the so you really seeking these other states of consciousness is valuable, but like we all get trapped in like we have to be in this like TCB getter done state all the time, and. Any yeah, kind of re- any kind of uh, regenerative state or relevatory state, like there's a little, there's very little importance placed upon that. I mean, I think that there's great value to relaxing and going with the flow, but also, I mean, there's just a lot of problems that are facing us right now that we need to address. So, even though. Even though you're absolutely right, doing it 100% of the time is not healthy and probably not productive in the long run. I completely understand why every, but every one of us is doing it. You know, I, I heard uh, Luke and Andrew talking about uh, how uh, dentists are talking about how everybody who comes into the dentist's office, their teeth are ground down from grinding your teeth at night, which is usually a problem that some people have. But now it's a problem that everyone has. So, yeah, we all, hey, let's, let's all agree to spend a little time not solving the world's problems and uh, uh, trying to help minimize our own. That makes, that makes good sense to me. Well, applying some self-care is one good use of your time outside of the demands of your, uh, of your 24-7 but I think self-care has kind of become a, a funny thing in our society. And, uh, you know, like I say, I don't... How do you mean? 
well, yeah, so I'm, I'm going there. I, I don't begrudge anybody their pastimes or, you know, what, do whatever you need to do. But I think we've diverged, you know, self-care, I think, you know, there, there's physical self-care, but then, you know, there's whether you want to call it psychological self-care or care of the soul or whatever, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, there's a reason why... Uh, you, you know, meditation is part of most of the world's religions. You know, there's there's certain things that you can do that might seem like might seem like a chore from the outside. Uh, so you might not do them as quickly as say, you know, uh, cooking up some comfort food and, and reading a nice light piece of science fiction, or you know, watching Netflix, whatever it is that you like to do. Uh, maybe you know when people say be be, be careful to self-care. Also, think about what what is really good for you and what's not. Well, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a crucial choice at the outset of that and it's endeavor. One, hey, it's, it's a choice that I am no good at making, man. Well, I'm not casting any... I'm not podcasting aspersions here, One Magical Nation. You know, I love each and every one of you, no matter what you do, in the hopes that you will all love me no matter what I do, because I, you know, I'm going to do some fucked up shit. But... You know, every, I think if everybody put a little more thought into their self care, uh, we might all be better off. Well, and, I I only recently have come into the awareness of the importance of self care. I you know, it's interesting. I can't tell you how much thinking about this podcast and you know just putting my thoughts in order, just to be able to express them. And not sound like a mealy mouth, you know, uh, idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome my mush mouth partner, Schaefer Hall. <laughs> of course, that's when I get to get a little mushy, get a little mealy. I don't even, yeah, I don't like those words in in a uh, in association with my mouth. But uh, is English your first language? That <laughs> all right, you that. Uh, that act of, of organizing my thoughts is very good for me. And oh, the podcast uh, is self-care for sure. It's given me some focus and some stuff that I need. So one magical nation, I thank each and every one of you for that. But uh, Matthew, real quick, I want to go back to what you know, kind of the whole beginning of this thing. Because I feel like we were having a conversation at the front page today uh, that I feel like ties into this. You know, we were just talking about how it's really strange. You know, I remember a time in my lifetime when just because you disagreed with somebody didn't mean that you had to not like them, you know? And well, it's not like that anymore, but we're yeah, we're we're approaching the point where that is that is, you know, the true of an extremely high percentage of the time. It's funny, I was talking with a, you know, composer and ContraZoom tape mixer, Brian, our friend Brian Benitez, uh, last night we were uh, we were enjoying some evening golf, and uh, we were talking. He was talking about some people from our youth from back in West Texas, who he said he was noticing on Facebook that there are, that there are people there who he can tell from their Facebook posts that they're in entirely different Facebook bubbles, but they're married. And, you know, I, I thought, 
I took a little bit of comfort in that, you know? That's not so... Uh, but it's a stark contrast to what the way it seems to be for most people now, and that is, if you disagree, you cannot be friends. You cannot associate with one another. Or wait, um, he's saying that two couples are on different political teams? Yeah, he's found some people who are in huh. the, on Facebook. You would think that they that they were not even associated with each other, huh. and they're and they're actually married and living in the same house. I, I you know that's got to be a tough situation. I don't know. Yeah, granted, I'm not in that house. I didn't have dinner in that house tonight, but I, I guess I choose to believe that that that's a happy house, and that they're you know where you just to, don't talk about it. Yeah. And they're able to get there, or maybe not. Maybe maybe they do talk about it, and they're like, "All right, we disagree. My, it's okay if we disagree on politics. We can still be married and be in love." My grandparents, my grandparents had a policy. They um, did not talk about who they voted for in the in the secret ballot. I mean, that's the way the world used to be. You know. Yeah. It was rude to talk about politics or religion. You know, I when I first started bartending, uh, it was in uh, under the Manhattan Bridge on the Brooklyn side, uh, in this area called Dumbo, where a bunch of old warehouses had been turned into art studios. And a lot of people lived illegally in these studios, and they were all it was where the artists lived cheaply in New York City, and they also would have kind of you know renegade uh, underground art studios and art parties. It was a wonderful scene, but in our little bar. I used to I used to tell these guys, hey, no no politics, no religion, and I'm gonna add to that no art, because two artists talk uh, who disagree uh, can be just as obnoxious as uh, two people who don't agree about those other things. So, you know, it's arguing about things is as old as two human beings standing next to each other. We're not gonna argue here, are we? No. This so. isn't leading into a, <laughs> no, uh, what you've not. been meaning to talk to me about something. No, uh, just the Tasmanian sounds, and we got we got that uh, we got that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that's a big mea culpa. You're a uh, you're a man who delivers though. Lo siento. It just, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It just it might take a podcast or two, but we'll get it to you. You you settle down one magical nation. You'll get your Tasmanian devil. Sounds. I've told people to listen. And then we start <laughs> referencing things from previous podcasts. I've told people, I've just like, just listen to the most recent episode. It's the best. <laughs> and then, like, we already have this whole cosmology that we're referencing. And people are like, oh, maybe I should go back a few. Because you guys are just building on what you've already talked about. <laughs> but we see this as just one cut. Co- we're in the 23rd hour of this conversation. Oh, I do. To us. <laughs> but if somebody jumps in... They could be, it could be confusing. Yeah, but I'm not, hopefully that, uh, hopefully our listeners are the kind of people who like a mystery. So for some that. continuity, we want to, re- we want to repeat again that in our fantasy lives as folk, children's folk music circuit heroes and <laughs> children's Folk music circuit. That was a slip of the tongue. He said fantasy. He meant former. Oh, f- <laughs> yeah, okay. Former. In our former life. Um, in my former life as mayor of in, Tarzana. In Tarzana, um, California. Yeah. Uh, 
When Matthew was the mayor and I was nothing but a bum on the street. We're working on... Uh, he picked me up on my coattails. It gave me a gave me a mission. Well, my I mission need, was to put smiles on children's faces. I needed some accompaniment <laughs> for my brilliant children's folk. <laughs> I was on a mission to enlighten the Chirins. Um, we're still working on the hairbrushing song, and that's going to be coming up on an episode hey man, real take, soon. Take it away, Matthew. Uh, that's going to be coming up on a later episode, the big performance of the hairbrushing song. The Children's Folk Music Festival Circuit is wild for the performers. What's um, the, the date? What is the date today? Yeah. It's October 8th. October 8th, 2020. Today, today is my cousin Elise Freeland's birthday, and um, she's a listener. So happy birthday, Elise. Happy birthday, Elise. She is a real tulip of a gal. A real tulip of a gal. I don't think that's a turn of phrase. She, uh... I don't think she anybody uh, says that. Happy birthday, a, Elise! I wrote a poem for her once where I compared it to a tulip, and it turns out the tulips are her favorite flower. Oh, wow. So. So it's not a turn of phrase. It's like an actual thing. I guess what you, you could call it an inside A real thing. tulip of a gal. A little shout out from cousin to cousin. It, what's the age group in cut for cousin Elise? Is it 18 to 25? 25 to 32? 32 to 40? 40? 40 to... Who cares? She's still in the 25 to 32 range. 25 to 32. <sighs> She's got time to listen to this show? Yeah, she's got two kids too. She's yeah. making time. Yeah. She's uh it's part of it's part of her self care. I mean, I wish I had a show like this. Her her care in my is life. Helping helping us care. I wish I had a show that it could just calm me down <laughs> every time. Listen, I wanted to tell you, I know that we're on hour twenty three of this conversation, but there really is a dizzying amount of content so far. People keep talking to me about stuff we've said that I have no memory of. Oh, 100%. There's... And I've, I've recorded it and listened to some of it. I keep meaning to go back and take some notes for myself because, uh, yeah, I know. There's some forgotten gems out there. And then there's times when you're talking and i'm thinking about the next thing i'm gonna say and then you go oh yeah that thing i was talking about on the show the other day and i'm like what matthew i understand what you're talking about and that happens to me too but i'd say for both of us that's a small percentage of the time okay we do a pretty good job of of uh carefully interacting with each other i remember generally what was said but not specifically if you're talking specifics I'm, you're just gonna see like a blank look on my doe-eyed face. I don't. I don't know that anyone will ever accuse us of talk, talking specifics. No, <laughs> I, I, I some. I sometimes drill down. We're really good at talking generalistics. Or at least I say words that have specific meanings, but they might not actually mean the thing I'm talking about. <laughs> Is that a segue? Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. But, but you know what is a segue is I mentioned an 
Segway is one of those. I, I mentioned a Run the Jewels track the other day that had Zach De La Rocha on it. And yeah, I looked yeah. that up, and there's there's another track from about 2015 that also has Zach De La Rocha on it. But there's a newer track called Just. It's, um, what, do you, what do you call it when they uh, spell something in a certain way? Oh, it's stylized. It's stylized J-U cash sign T. And it's, it's Killer Mike and LP and Zach De La Rocha. And it is so current and is so now. I encourage everyone to go out and listen to this track just. It is so dope. If you had told Look me, at all these slave masters posing on your dollars. If you had told me two weeks ago that we were going to mention Zach De La Rocha twice in two podcasts, you know, I would have been... That's <laughs> why, but that's why people listen to this podcast. I would have been because you never, surprised. you absolutely never know what's going to be mentioned that's, on this podcast. That is a real wild card. No, I, had not, I had not thought about Zach De La Rocha since 1993. Guarantee. <laughs> ask around. People are like, I listen because they're going to mention something completely random that I haven't thought about in a long time. I don't know if you knew this, but 1993 was 27 years ago. How is, is Zach a 100 years old? That's a, that's a kick in the teeth. Man, he must be old, right? He, he's got to be old. even He's got to be in his 50s, right? I don't know. I really have no idea. I'm so confused now. Listen. What happens? <laughs> I feel I've already been apologizing because of the Tasmanian <laughs> devil sounds. And now I want to apologize because. Because <sighs> you keep sending me up, setting me off at giggles. No. Uh-oh. I want to apologize Good, because really I haven't, I haven't come up with a, a theme song for our wordsmith. I, I do want to call it wordsmith how about wordsmith corner i'm just riffing riffing here all right all wordsmith right. corner is our i i started to call it word of the day but that's completely inaccurate because we don't record every day how about how about ye y-e old with an e word with an e w-o-d-r-e shop s-h-o-p-p-e yield word shop yeah shop yep that yeah. looks pretty good. I like that. You, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare a and you. This isn't like the Tasmanian Devil thing, by the way. Like this is this is actually gonna happen. But I'm gonna prepare a song. This gonna be a theme song for Ye Old Word Shop. But in the meantime, just listen to the Ye Old Word Shop beats. Yeah, ye old word shop coming at ya, at ya, at ya. So the other day on TBTL, Luke said uh, something about something having a bad rep. And those guys I consider to be wordsmiths. And I had mentioned how I have a lot of respect for them (laughs) doing an actual daily show. Uh, So, you know, if you drop the wrong idiom here or there it's okay but i did have to look that up bad rep because i always thought it was bad rap yeah and then when i thought it was well, bad two rap, different things well when i thought it was mm, no bad rep bad rep is just short for bad reputation i know but so is bad rap 
Well, you can get a bad rap. Merriam-Webster says bad rap is the original phrase, meaning a bad or undeserved reputation. Bad rep, which contains the literal shortening of reputation, has historically been interpreted as a spelling error, but has seen enough usage to merit entry, which people are like, okay, well, people are just going to say it like that, so whatever. But it's bad rap. And then some people think it's bad rap, like a gyro rap. (laughs) <laughs> like a veggie rap like bad rap that, is considered right? wrong it is best saved for referring to raps and tortillas <laughs> I would not have gone with the I would have told you 100% you know not sorry not 100% oh, well, I wish we were gambling on it I would have told you with some let's throw down some cash on it I would have told you with some confidence that bad rap did not have to do with reputation but had something to do with a rap sheet well, maybe and, uh, that's... Your rap sheet had gotten long and out of hand. But then I realized, I don't know why a rap sheet is called a rap sheet. Do you know? I don't, do you, but do but, n- but now that you mention bad... Uh, wait. Now that you mention rap sheet, that takes me into my other... The other word I heard, or the other phrase that I heard, uh, probably on TBTL, uh, a boat act. No, it wasn't oh. on TBTL. Joe Rogan said that. Have you ever heard of a boat act? Will you stop driving one magical nation into the arms of other podcasters? <laughs> well, just, we talk about our... Part. You're the one who's like, this is your pod daddy, this is your pod father, these are yeah. your pod ancestors, you're going to build a... I'm told uh, you're going to build a temple just, to them here. It's just funny that we've now mentioned Luke, Andrew, and Joe Rogan in the same... Well, that's... <laughs> I mean, to, to me, that's... To me, that's the whole podcasting universe. There's us. There's us, which came after those guys, and that's all I know about. There's Marin. He's an original daddy. I mean, I've heard of these other podcasts, but I really haven't listened to anything. Listen, a boat act is an inadequate singer, comedian, or other live performer who lacks the talent to succeed in a a reputable market or venue and is thus relegated to doing their act on boats and or cruise ships. Which I wonder who's the boat act on that, uh, uh, what's that geezer movie cruise you want to go on? <laughs> the, uh, the TCM cruise, yeah. Yeah, the Turner Classic Movies cruise. Uh, you were looking something up, sir? I'm sorry, yeah, I was thinking, I'm thinking about too many different things now at the same time. Uh, well, there's going to be a quiz. Uh, it's so funny, yeah, that you're talking about, yeah, the boat act, uh, and then because I was also thinking about what was it called when you is the Uncle Sam circuit? Is that right, Uncle Sam circuit? When you no, that's when, what was it like when Bob Hope and you mean the USO? Yeah, yeah, they used to go on tour. That was called, you know... Oh, it's called the Spam Circuit. Oh, the Spam Circuit. Okay. Because... Because you ate a lot of Spam? Yeah, because... Well, because soldiers ate a lot of Spam. Sure. Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm now realizing is a conversation Luke and Andrew had. And that's why it was on the tip of my brain like that. Okay. Uh, I think reset. we I think we need to stop watching TBTL. Let's <laughs> Listening to TBTL. They keep stealing our stories. 
They keep uh, preemptively ripping us off. Listen, it, we were just talking about a boat act. It's come... Talk about a segue. It's come to the time for news. It's probably news. Wait a second. If Schaefer says it, <laughs> maybe it's some news. Alright, the news theme. We'll get to the news very shortly, but first, you're not going to get away so easily, young man. Oh. What, what, why do you think a rap sheet is called a rap sheet? Because now I know. Okay. Because. Not that I know that rap and rep mean the same thing. I would just say that it's a different way of saying a reputation sheet. But I don't, but that's not true. I don't know. I'm going to guess something stupid, so. It Pre- is. Preempt I- that with the truth. A a criminal record, police record, or colloquial, colloquially a rap sheet is a record of your criminal history. It is, in fact, an anagram, R-A-P, for record of arrests and prosecutions. Oh, an anagram. I would have never thought. We love anagrams around here. Don't you know it? Yeah, were we talking about anagrams? <laughs> were we talking about anagrams? Anagrams like ham and mofo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We need to come up with and the the anagram which is the three C's. Master of farming organizations. Uh, That's mofo, right? (laughs) That's what. Yeah, that's. That's, I mean, that's how I've been using it. Is that not how you were? Is that not what you meant? Is that the degree Jameson's getting? I thought he was getting animal husbandry. <laughs> uh, why is it why is it called husband? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, it's time for it's oh, time for, oh, sorry, sorry for the false uh, alarm, everybody. But now it's time for the news. Welcome today's news cruise correspondent, Schaefer Hall. Okay, I'm going to need some help with this one. One Magical Nation, I need your help. Matthew, I need your help. I... I'm not available. I found this news story today. This... The... The, uh... The headline made me laugh. But I don't know what it means. And having read <laughs> through the story... Wait, wait. I still... <laughs> wait, you don't know what it means? Okay. I, yeah, we could be in big trouble here. We could be getting into some deep, deep... Stuff that we weren't that we didn't mean to get into. I don't know. Uh, Just to I, let everybody know, I don't know what Schaefer's talking about. Yet. Listen, this is going to. I'm learning about the news, same as you. Bleeding edge. Here we go. The headline. It's a uh, it's a hilarious headline. It's a short article. I'm hoping that maybe you can help me. Uh, you can help me with this. The headline is cellmate chastity gadget hack thwarted by screwdriver trick. Oh, I saw this article. I did, I, I did see this article. I thought about bringing it, but I, did, I thought we weren't that type of show. Selma Chastity Gadget Hack Thwarted by Screwdriver Trick. So, first of all... <clears throat> first, here, first of all, Cellmate, I believe, is the brand. Yeah, that took me a minute. That That's the confusing part. That And that made the, that made the headline a little... A little less bizarre, but still. A little more palatable. But still, okay, so then it shows a picture of a guy holding this thing that kind of looks like a taser and sticking a 
sticking a screwdriver into it, a flathead screwdriver into a, a black plastic thing that looks like a taser. And Sounds it says, right. That says has the word cellmate stamped on it. Underneath that, it says the maker of a male chastity toy that was vulnerable to a hack attack has suggested the device can easily be removed with a screwdriver. Now, see, okay. toy, that's a euphemism. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was gonna, okay, there's, uh, there's, there's several layers at work here, guys. First of all, yeah. First of all, it's a chastity toy. That's just, it, that's just to clear them of liability. And it can be attacked with a hack. But... Basically, you can. I know. I know what's going on here. You can be put by your partner in the in the most in the purest of loving uh, fashions between two partners. You want your partner to stay chaste for you, and so you can place their genitals in this taser device. Hope your hope your genitals fit in the taser, and. They are then can control it and lock it up and make sure that you're only available for them, right? But a hacker can come in and lock it down to where not even your partner could get you out of that taser. Is that right? But yeah. you could use a screwdriver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is all... I mean, I, I don't know about you guys out there listening. I have now repeatedly found myself rolling on the floor laughing about this. This is like twice, at least twice now that it's happening. Two entirely separate times. What's the media outlet there? Is so, that reputable? Yeah, bbc.com. Huh. So, so listen. All that was funny. And then there was the, the subtext of, you know, cellmate the company me confusing them with an actual cellmate and then those two cellmates wanting to keep each other chased. <laughs> now that's a plot line on Shameless. That I, oh, all right. Towards the end. In the last season, um, Ian and Mickey are cellmates. <laughs> um, but they weren't using no chastity cage. So well, they didn't have to because they were in love. Right, they were, you don't chastity toy Schaefer. But what? But say <laughs> don't represent. Don't misrepresent say, new sponsor cellmate. Say your cellmate's gonna go lift weights out in the yard. Maybe it's time to uh, clip one of these devices. So now we get to where do you think that? Where do you think this is supposed to go, Matthew? Where, where do you think? How do you think that? On your genitals. Oh, for God's sake. No. What do you mean, where is it supposed to go? I I don't... I, like, I'm looking at the thing. I still don't get it. All right. This is... I guess... This... I, this is the bodiest part of our show thus far. I was far. more correct than I realized when I said this was going to uh, get, us, get us into the thick stuff. But hold on. The funny... Guys, we haven't gotten to the funniest part of this. There is a quote in this article. Oh, I don't think the, anybody's worried about that. There is a quote from this article. <laughs> Shut up, mister. <laughs> There's a quote from this article uh, from the company who makes the cellmate chastity toy. Right. Thank you. Uh, the company is called 
Q-U-E or it's Q-I-U-I. However you pronounce that, Shui. Kui. Who has come out in defense of their project, in defense of their product, saying, wearing a traditional, a traditional chastity cage, often made of steel, with a classic padlock is much riskier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad they did. Thanks. QIUI for saving us from the danger of the traditional chastity cage. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use that antiquated... Often made of steel. They're all, the really fine ones are made of steel. Get some nice... Get a nice brushed... Maybe a chrome plate on there. I had considered bringing that news item to this... Maybe uh, you're, To this platform, but I thought... That's not for us. Maybe your maybe your traditional steel chastity cage has facial recognition. Now that could could be hacked, my friends. You don't want anyone's you don't want just anyone's oh, anyone's mug unlocking unlocking that traditional chastity cage. All right, <laughs> let's stop talking about really this taking it before. to the next level. <laughs> let's. Unfortunately, there's 0, 0.0 content to get us out of that. The force like, we don't have anything left. So, <laughs> the forceful use of a screwdriver in close proximity to a very sensitive area of the anatomy seems very unwise. <laughs> Is that what the article says? <laughs> the last paragraph. But like, like this is saying that there are hackers out there who have people trapped in their chastity toys, and the article is saying that you can use a screwdriver, but be careful. Yes. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad they're getting the word out. Think about the people that are out there trapped. Uh, one magical nation. If any of you find yourselves in the situation, give me a call because I've read the article and I I know how to. Uh... I know how to safely and easily remove your remove your soulmate chastity toy. I think it's like it's probably a lot like the getting the the battery door off of a device. You know, you got you got that little clip thing, and you're gonna need to use a screwdriver to just like your finger can't get enough torque on the clip. Work on the clip? Is that a show title? All right, folks. Look forward to Saturday night when we are pleased to announce that we will have Lauren Marks on the air. Uh, she has agreed to proctor a quiz, so she will be quizzing Matthew and I yes. on some matter. I'm not sure what it will be. Sweet. We are all going to be drinking. She's going to be talking about her book, A Stitch of Time. Which, yes. uh, you can go to the website at stitchoftime.com and you can take a look at what it's all about and see some other the, other interviews with her if you want to get ready for the interview like Matthew and I will be doing. New York Times bestseller, we are super Lauren Marks. Super excited to have her on. She's a, a really fun gal. And uh, we uh, we had some yucks back in the day. We're going to have some yucks on a, on a future. Where do you know her from? Saturday, she uh, was. I was involved in the theater with a lady named Rachel Shukert. She's the one who she was the showrunner on Glow and uh, is the no sorry she was a story editor on Glow 
and she's the showrunner on uh on the babysitters uh, club the babysitters club yeah so i was doing some weird theater with her in downtown manhattan and uh lauren was one of her best friends okay from nyu so we got really close but she also yeah she was kind of kind of one of the gang uh like lucas and her and i used to just kind of run around uh get pretty wild now wait uh, did you know her before the aneurysm yes oh yeah wild okay yeah it's i mean we we'll talk about the whole story then but uh it is it is one of the wildest it's one of the wildest and most interesting stories that anyone i know can tell uh and i don't i'm not worried about overselling it in this particular case uh, I, we also wanted to talk to you guys, you know, uh, I know some of you love the quiz section. I was talking with, you know, nobody uh, loves the quiz when I was, when I was talking with Brian Benitez, who loves the quiz section. And he, uh, said he was encouraging us to, uh, maybe, uh, experiment with some other stuff. I have some ideas for it, but I'd like to experiment with some stuff. If you guys, if you guys out there in one magical nation have any ideas for things you'd like to try stunts, you'd like to pull with us you got some stuff let us let us know if you got some stuff we uh we're always down to uh, experiment and uh no seriously we we need help <laughs> figuring out a new segment unless, unless we you just wanna, we've been racking our brains up here unless you want to continue it, to hear wayward episodes like this one no i thought this episode was laser focused mate I, maybe it was i don't know I never know until we listen again. But sometimes, don't you think, oh boy, that was a wreck. And then yeah, you listen yeah. back and you're like, oh, we had it. I think we were, we were, we never let go of the rudder. Listen, I can tell you this no matter what happened this episode, I laughed a lot. So, uh, look, that to, me, that to me is a huge win. If you are a an aspiring podcast segment producer, get at us at <laughs> feedback at onemagicalhour.com. How late is how late is Travis? Uh, Matthew, I want to go out. To, I, I want to go out today with uh, that volume all star song. Uh, it's called Compound Elements. It's from uh, one of Volume All Stars records. They have really funny names. Uh, but uh, Volume All Star is uh, on a record label called Slabco. There was this dude in Southern California who released this awesome electronica music. And then he went on. Was it the deputy? I'm not sure. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't my friend, my good friend. The okay, okay. But uh, and and the way I remember the story going, he then went on to do like I don't know, some kind of science or something, or got a doctorate, and he's a doctor now, or I don't know. Uh, he went on to do something else that didn't have any necessarily have anything to do with electronic music, and so he put all of the entire Slabco collection. Uh, he put up on on a website and was like, "Here, I have a bunch of it on vinyl, but I also have uh, the MP3s from those download days." And uh, I assume because he did that, that it'd be all right if we played it. And if not, uh, I look forward to hearing from him. Uh, we exchanged some emails back in the day, so if he sends us a cease and desist, I'll, I'll look at it as a hello from an old friend. Say the name of the track again. Compound Elements. Uh, the band is Volume All Star. Uh, from the Slabco S L A B C O records uh, records label, and uh, so we, we love you guys. Love you too. Keep uh, listening. Love you indeed. 
Tell a friend. Uh, review us. Review, review, review. Wherever you get your wherever you get your podcasts, please review. Um, and uh, and and we'll see you soon. Uh, in the meantime, remember the four of the choices. The sweet of the wine. Really?